1: what's today monday monday but what else is today you know what else today is you hear that wait you hear that you hear that you know what that is
3: your last night no oh sorry right off the top i didn't think i mean (laughs) if it was that's a it's a great way to start the week i'm just saying (sighs) anyway okay If you bust some head balls on the side,
1: it's padded practice anyway. Today, we lost our live shot, we lost Nate. We got a special guest, Nate's on the show. (laughs) We had the plaza pulled up, Jesse derailed the show right off the beginning. Anyway, you would normally be looking live at Tostitos Championship Plaza, but you're not. But it probably the camera probably melted. It's 102 degrees outside today. There it is. There is is no one out there at all. You can tell. Uh, 102 feels like 107. Just to give you a breakdown cuz we won't be back till Wednesday. It's supposed to be 106 tomorrow, 106 Wednesday, 105 Thursday and 105 Friday. Those are the days you appreciate Oxnard when you're yeah. out there. Yeah. Can you imagine practicing out there in that right now? You would get first honestly, day, you would get day. you
3: would get nothing accomplished. Be too tired. You'd be too tired that haze would come over. Guys would be delirious and and lackadaisical. You the coaches would get more frustrated and this is why like Oxnard and when we were in San Antonio being inside of San Antonio was so crucial because you get nothing accomplished in this heat Especially if you're a team that doesn't play in the heat like while you're still the Dallas Cowboys. You play in a cool 72-degree uh, uh, climate-controlled Stadium you would get nothing accomplished uh, in, in this weather with these with these type of kids nowadays
1: Speaking of getting nothing accomplished today, we might not get anything accomplished in this first segment because we are being joined live all the way out from Oxnard, California. We got uh, just about hourly updates uh, on Nate Newton's trip out to Oxnard. Uh, he would text us every time he hit. The- wow, that's really loud. Every time he would hit uh, a border or some significant landmark, we would get a text with some corny uncle <laughs> caption with it, like cruising through, <laughs> back on the road. <laughs> just, just something. Anytime Nate goes on a long trip, we get the group text, whether we want it or not. So, but Nate is live out there. It looks like we might have lost him again. Uh, but he is at practice. Practices should be kicking off here uh, shortly. So we're going to go to him live from the field.
2: You, you, you guys can't hear me? We
1: got you now. We got you. There we go. And we see you.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, that yeah, camera is close. Myself, boy. Man.
3: I'm glad you yeah, got no boogers man, in your yeah, nose. You
2: know, I'll, I'll, I'm a <laughs> handsome dog, and I don't carry those things around. <laughs> but let me, man, uh, yeah, let me show y'all, man. Let me show y'all, man. me you got
1: what happened? Y'all see them oh, right there, yeah, man. Oh yeah, nice. So you practiced, dog. You're up on the tennis court. Yeah. Okay.
2: Oh yeah, boy Oh, man I'm just gonna walk around and I'm gonna let you guys talk man and then we get into something more specific I'll come at you but I'm gonna I'm just gonna walk around and let and just keep the film going keep the camera going and and I'll mute and just let you and Jesse talk and let no we like, we got you, you the whole
1: first segment we want to talk to you this first segment how did how how was the drive you drove all the way out there how was the drive
2: oh yeah it's great it's great man it was great it was great uh I stopped in uh arizona got a room got some rest and just doing what i do man and uh having fun uh right now they're breaking into certain groups out there and uh doing what they're doing doing team takeoffs as yeah uh, and spec no excuse special teams field goal unit right there can you guys see that? Yeah, yeah.
1: there's the new hospitality suite they, they built this year over there to the right. Yeah. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, let me,
2: let, let, yeah. Let me show you y'all box that. Box. Let me turn around. See, see Nick Eatman over you see, there? You see all that? Or, oh. Yeah, you see all those uh, they're elevated. Su- oh, they got suites like at the city. Yeah, them, those are suites. Uh, That's nice. Yeah, Resort and Casino. Sam Manuel.
1: Patrick Walker. Yeah, no they you right uh, go. Yeah. Routed. Here's our
2: guy, y'all should know. Rowdy, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up, Rowdy? What's up? Yeah. And for everybody that's
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, man, we that gotta
3: just listening at home here. and not watching this, I
1: apologize because I just realized
3: I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you know, you know, Nate. You know, speaking of special teams, and they're doing some field goal stuff right now. That's one thing we have not talked about much. Mm-hmm. I kind of guess. I mean, we're only like yeah. week two in the training camp, but. You know, how is the field goal situation happening? That's been an emphasis for the Cowboys what it seems like the last three, four years. Mm -hmm. Basically, since Dan Bailey decided to go elsewhere with his life and go fly planes in Oklahoma somewhere, this field goal thing has been a conversation that's cost the Cowboys games and and, and really has been a stickler in the sides of of, of Bones Jones and, and the Cowboys football team. And
1: I thought it was really interesting the way Bones is handling this. He said he didn't want to get the kickers out in front of the team Early, he wanted to let them go kick, and then he was going to bring them in on Monday and let them have competition. So it's kind of weird. Usually the kickers show up and you just go go kick, right? Right? It's it's like you can tell that they it's it's different this year. Like they they worried? Are they really worried about bringing <laughs> these two like un unproven guys in? Or you know that's to me that was a little that's different than anything I'd ever heard.
3: And, and I'll say this: the the pressure of being. A kicker. Now I've never kicked, but I've spent a lot of times in special teams. And the thing about special teams is you only get one chance. It isn't like the situation where you're a quarterback when you get all of the series or running back. So when you make a mistake, it's magnified times 10 because you only get one time to do it. And what this being such a crazy thing when the Cowboys organization. I guess they're trying to say, like, let's just kind of keep them to the side. Let's not make them the focal point of what we got going on in the event that it doesn't work out the way we want it to. Because you don't want these guys going back in the locker room and dude saying something to them. And because it, it takes a lot, like imagine you're out there and you're banging your head against another human being. and You're fighting, 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 fighting for 70 snaps. And it comes down to one dude who's supposed to make one play. That's all he has to do from 45 yards out. And it doesn't happen. Now you're kind of like, come on, bro. Like, really? Like, I'm out here really, really, really doing work, and you can't knock in one for 45 yards for us to win the game? That's tough. That, that's a tough deal. Yeah.
1: Nate, you got in when? Last night?
2: I got in last night, but uh, this Brandon Aubrey and Tristan, uh, these guys, man, the reason they really waited, Jesse, on these, on these guys is one of the guys kicked in the USFL. hmm And they got a chance to rest. So, uh and then that was—I think—that was more important to them is making sure that this guy got the proper rest, and, and when he came in to be ready to uh, to compete. And like you said, I'm gonna show y'all right now they're kicking right now. So I'm gonna show y'all, you know, no, no. right now that they're kicking. So uh, that's Brandon Aubrey up right now kicking, probably about what a 35 yard or so. Uh, I think he made it. So. They, they, this kicker thing is big. What's yeah, Nate? What's yeah,
1: the, yeah. I know you only got there last night, but what's is there any? Are there any hot topics that everybody's already talking about? I mean, it's different when you're you're out there and you're in it and you're on site. Is there anything that any storylines out there now that you've gotten out there?
2: Uh, yes, it's the same storylines. Uh, y'all got to skew me with this camera because I'm trying to work my pad and everything else. But the players that everybody are talking about is Jalen Brooks, the wide receiver, and Eric Scott, uh, the DB. They, they they are real high on those guys. Uh, the guys that they're just looking to see whether they're healed or not is Terrence Steele. He's been talked about. Uh, he's not on pup as we talked about that earlier last week. And Tony Pollard is not on our pup. So and. That's 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 mainly who they talking about is those uh, two guys right there though is um, Jalen Brooks and Eric Scott you know and and everything else is Stan Pat fellas everything else is Pat uh, guys I'm gonna be looking at is Jabril Cox, uh, Damone Clark and guys like that and then all the backup offensive linemen I'm gonna, I'm gonna be trying to pay attention to these guys and just see where they at man but. This uh, Coach McCarthy said it during his press conference earlier that what he was looking for and what he expects is for forget- to do their techniques. You know, they've been walking around, just a it. it. He said, but today, when he look at the film, he want to be able to say, did a guy stay, in- if it's a one technique over the center, did he control that center? Uh, as if it's a A-gap situation, did he control that gap? Did the guy run the right route and catch the ball? He want guys to know... Their technique, number one, where you fit in the scheme and are you doing your job within that scheme? He emphasized that a lot during his um, press conference today.
1: Question I have, now that you're out there on site, have you seen Deuce and is he as small as he looks in all these videos I've been seeing? (laughs) He looks like a, it looks like a cartoon with him running around, have you seen him, Nate?
2: I, I walked past him, I walked past him six times and on the seventh time, Mickey said, there's Deuce right there. I'm like, I don't walk past this dude six times and not notice him. And you just look they right say he's him? a beast, but uh, bro, look right over him. I mean, he you can't because you don't even know he's there. I mean, he can walk <laughs> back past you, Shannon, and you'll be like, hey, it's good to have somebody shorter than me. <laughs> but is his head as big as mine? I'm, I'm not joking, man. Is his head as big huh?
1: as mine? Is his head as big as mine, though?
2: That's probably got the only thing he got going for him, man. It's probably his head is eight inches tall. <laughs> you know, that's probably, yeah, that's right. Just like you said, that's the only thing you got going for you. You got a, a ten-gallon head, so <sighs> that's the only thing you got going for you. I, I was watching those videos, and,
1: it, and you guys have both been out on the field during the game when it's high pace, high action. It's got if if he's strong enough and his body's durable enough. His height has got to be a huge advantage running behind that line because you get—I've so, seen Darren Sproles in action. You can't see those guys. Like you just—you go a direction and hope they pop out, or you hope you see them. Because if you're, you know, if you're on the other side of the six-foot-five guys standing up blocking, like you can't see back there. That's got to be a little bit of an advantage, right?
3: it is. It is. I, I mean, mean. As
1: funny as that sounds, being that
3: small, like. I just, you know, you don't see it, do you? I just don't see it, man. It's a great story, right? Fantastic story. And, you know, Practice Squad makes really good money. They do, they do. They make really good money, and there's some spots for him uh, on there. But I just don't see where he fits. Like, think about this. You're telling me on game day, you're giving two jerseys to guys sub 5'7 in height? And Kevontae Turpin and Deuce? Hey, Kevontae's listed at 5'9". If he's 5'9", and I'm light-skinned, <laughs> and, Nate's, and Nate wears a size 24 jean, he ain't 5'9". Oh. You and I both know he ain't 5'9". I just, I just, looking at the grand scheme of things, I, I'm trying to figure out ways of how do you get him on the football field on game day. Yeah. Because he's going to be the number three running back which means you have to play a a major role in special teams. And if you're taking your Pro Bowl returner off the field in Cavante Turpin, where else is Deuce gonna play? He's not gonna play Gunner. Lord, I don't know if he's gonna play personal protector. That's gonna be that that that'll be a task right there. Yeah. Being a personal protector, trying to stop guys who are, you know, six foot five, six foot six, two hundred and seventy pounds. That's a tough, that's a tough that's a tough task of a guy like that. But so I just I just I don't know where he's gonna play on those special teams. I mean, barring any injury, it's going to be tough to get him up on game days. Yeah. Nate, you
1: were saying. I think we had you turned down. You were saying they had him where the other day.
3: They had him line up
2: at personal protection the other day. I say is just a joke. Wow. <laughs> you know. At, yeah. I'm like that. Don't don't play that game. Don't get the kid embarrassed. These grown men out here.
1: Nate, are you, you, know, are you so, out on the field? I'm, are you about to strap it up? You look like yeah, you're,
2: I'm out of fit. Like you're nah.
1: about to go practice. Yeah,
2: I'm just moving out here. I'm trying to give y'all something to see if y'all can see it. Just it's tell literally me if you can in see the it. end zone. You <laughs> can <laughs> see it. Yeah. He's yeah. This, hey, at. Jesse, this is what we do as ex-players. This is what we do as ex players, right?
3: Yeah, there's a difference though. Like you have you you have you were a contributor, a major contributor to three of the the greatest moments in Cowboys history. goes Brandon Cooks running out, Brandon
2: Cooks running out, getting them legs rubbed down and you know. Hey, but, yeah, hey like a little tank, man.
1: Hey Nate, did you put anything into yes. into Mr. Jones' comments yesterday when he uh, they were talking about Zach Martin and he basically said, you know, they got to pay other guys. The media made a big deal out of that. Is that just, is that just posturing? Is that just telling that Zach, is get posturing. your butt in camp? It's too,
2: it's too early to tell. If we three weeks in or two weeks in, I think then you start looking like, hmm, you know, and then, and then we start having that serious con- uh, conversation, but, you know, he missed the
3: first two preseason games. I don't think I'm going to panic, Jess. What's your thoughts on that? I think the biggest thing for me with Zach Martin is, so right now the Cowboys have 10 padded practices counting today, mm-hmm. right? So you're going right. to get a visual representation of what your offensive line is going to be up front. You got Mozzie Smith. You got right. guys like Hankins, of course, Micah Parsons, uh, Tank, and, and Dante Fowler, all those guys rushing. If today you're starting to see that your offensive line, especially from that guard position, isn't holding up, then the pendulum meets swing because now it goes back into Zach Martin's favor because you're saying, if, if this is happening against our We teams, can't even practice. We can't even practice. Yeah. So as the year, as the training camp goes on and things begin to materialize, you start looking more and more and saying, we might have to bend a little bit. And I know, you know, Jerry is going to be Jerry. and He's going to say what he's going to say, when he wants to say it, how he wants to say it. But for me, him saying it then means nothing. Say it to me when we get closer to week one, where it really, really matters, because when you have to go and face the New York football giants and that defensive front, you're going to want Zach Martin in the mix. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're both going to play this game of chicken, and it's going to be interesting because the Cowboys historically have been the ones that blinked. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that takes place this time. Yep. All right, Nate, we're going to take a break.
1: Do you want to stay on with us, or do you want us to cut you loose? Let you go watch practice.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to
2: stay on, just keep showing, practicing, you know, and just chime in every now and then. But after the next break, I'll leave, man. But hey, because Jesse's saying some very interesting things there. Right.
1: hey and, how, and Nate, before we go to break, Zach, knowing his mm-hmm. experience, knowing where he's you know, he's going to take care of what he needs to, to stay in shape and, and be ready, is it going to hurt him just to say he misses all of camp? Is he going to be ready to go the first week of the season? It, he it, need it these reps
2: because you have no yeah. Ha, he need reps because he has no unity with this guy still is coming off injury uh and, and, and beodish is uh always gonna be needing his help. So it'll be a little rhythm thing. So that first couple of weeks when he get back, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of shaky. And you, know, and uh but but he's a professional, and he should be able to work through it.
1: All right, we're gonna take our first break when we come back. Man, we got a whole list of stuff to get into. Nate's live out at training camp. Jesse and I are here in the studio. We will be back. This has been the first segment of Hanging with the Boys.
0: Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo, Yokiero Yo, chiaro, guacamole.
4: Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas
5: Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket, so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team.
6: back to hanging with the boys
0: welcome
1: back to hanging with the boys presented by wing stop where flavor gets its wings and this second segment is brought to you by blockchain.com thank you to all of our partners jesse holly shannon gross in studio nate newton out on the fields of oxnard where practice is live and going on right now kurt daniels He just mailed it in, he's taking an extra day of vacation, we don't even know where he's at, but he uh, helped us out with the run of show today, so we appreciate that, Kurt, he'll be back on Wednesday. And look at Nate, just so beautiful. If you're not tuning into this, like the video portion of this, you you need to do so, because there's just a glow about Nate whenever it's, you know, when football is in the air. Look at that beautiful smile, look.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need to ask my permission. Yeah. Hold on, Broaddus is saying something. What are you saying, Broaddus? I'm saying you need to ask my
0: permission if you put me on
2: that camera, right? I'm just telling Phil. Don't put you on. I'm putting you on the phone. Fel- <laughs> right now, that's Broaddus, okay. y'all. Hey, Broaddus. You get a lot of information from that guy. Hey, Broaddus.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that looks so... Have yeah. you been- hey, I-
2: Jesse, <laughs> say what's up.
1: Have you been out there? Yeah. Have you been to Oxnard? Yes. Yeah. I I don't know if you've been or not. Because your training camp days were in Oxnard. You were in Oxnard? We split. Oh, the split camp. Yep. Okay. So you were in both. Because I I have pictures of you on my phone. It was my... Not those kind of pictures. Oh, I'm like... Not those kind of pictures.
3: I'm like, you don't come down to the trailer parks (laughs) with me. (laughs) I'm like, you don't come down to the
1: the trailer parks with me. When I first moved over from merchandise and started doing social media, my first training camp was was San Antonio, but I think it was your, it wasn't the split camp year. And it might have been your rookie camp or just next to rookie camp. Because I got photos of you in the Alamo Dome. Mm. It was the year that Oh, by the way, I don't know if you heard Pee Wee Herman passed away last night. So R.I.P. Pee Wee Herman. The reason why I remember that is because
3: Pee Wee was at that training camp. Okay, I, re- I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember him coming to that training yeah, camp. He I was, do.
1: He was there and a uh, couple of the guys from Deadliest Catch were there. I remember even and Gore came. I didn't I didn't see her. Oh. Bruce Bowen was there. I remember I remember, that? Bruce, I remember Bruce. Yep. Yeah, Bruce. Yeah. is a huge Cowboys fan. Yeah. So so yeah, so, so yeah, so I d I didn't realize that you know, were knocked uh, yeah. So, nice, very nice. And uh Kavante Turpin had a second baby, so he was gone from training camp for I think they excuse him for two days, but he's back, so he should be out there with the pads on today as well. So
2: yeah, he's right there, turning on. you see
1: him. he's right. Is that is that him? That's yeah. him. Hey, yeah. Nate, Nate. So Jesse, Jesse had a good point. What What's your thoughts on that? You got two guys that are extremely small to be playing in the NFL in Turpin and Deuce, right? Could you see both of those guys making the roster? All.
2: No, no, they can make the roster. That's why we got a practice squad like Jesse said. Mm-hmm. Well, if I. This is what, you know, Deion Sanders told me one time, he said, if I'm 6'2", run a 4'2", I can backpedal and, and I can back pedal, and I can come out of my break just as fast as a guy four-foot-three. what, 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 where do I win? I win in size. Mm-hmm. I win because Dan Quinn came in and told Jerry, this is not the type of player you want. I need tall, lean, big guys. Who can spread and who can cover the field. Size, speed, and intelligence covers it all. I'm not saying a smaller guy can't be a great player. No, no. You, Darren Sproles is is that right there. Uh, but, you know, and, and, I'm, and on the other end, I was a fat guy. The fridge was a fat guy. So I'm not saying guys that are uniquely built or made cannot be special, but You have to put in special packages to put him in play, in place. So, do you have those ten play, ten plays, a piece, for Turpin and this young man, or do you got four or five? Because if you only got four or five, then you can get that to another guy. You can get that to another guy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, there's my man right there, CD Lamb. What's up now? Yeah, yeah. The The Is that
3: the boss man in the corner of the end zone to your left?
2: Yeah, let me walk on by like I ain't like I ain't got the camera on by. The- <laughs> <laughs> That's the man that signs all my checks. See, right see, there. see if
1: you can get in there and get some audio. Yeah. Just 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 put the yeah. phone over right yeah, in the middle of them. They- uh,
2: I'm not doing that because see, we talk of thousands of dollars. They talk of millions of dollars. So they I'm not going into that dollars. conversation. Yeah. yeah. This
3: somebody you would not want to Led, see in the I don't. I don't want to see him now. Hey,
2: what's up? What's up now? This Hey, hey give me that me name. Pleasure me. to
3: meet you. Ryan Clark, man. Pleasure to meet oh, you, I, you. I
2: know who you is. I'm talking about the you. dude over here. man. <laughs> yeah, I know who this is. But this dude over here. Yeah. Oh, Jared Bell, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's
4: Jared Bell. What's up? Yeah, like you don't know? What's
3: up, man? You know what? That's that's that, that's Good oh, to see you. I, I see the, 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 the pivot, the pivot yeah. has made it out to yes, training no camp. The pivot no podcast. No Ryan Clark. Yeah. Uh, uh Fred Taylor oh. and uh, Chandler Crowder. Yeah.
2: They just took pictures.
1: Yeah, man. Like this is really interesting to me, because I'm sure everybody that's listening is like, man, this is the worst. I'm just like checking that. So Nate, is anything, the worst what? anything different about the setup this year, other than the the suites that they built, or is it all is it all pretty much the same, same that it has been in the, lap, Coach in, McCar- in the past? McC- Coach McCarthy
2: is everywhere. Dak is. He is everywhere. Whereas before, he was stand, kind of standing in the middle of the field. Uh huh uh you know moving things around but as you can see as i walk out there you see coach mccarthy's on everything every offensive player and he told guys during his press conference he said today in padded practices I'm, I'm gonna have to trust my defense to do their job and let dan quinn run that because what i need to do is make sure my offense is very very competitive and i need to say that as you see right now he's walking with that right now you know, discussing and talking about that last throw and the last situation, and that is what I've been. I gotta go. I gotta go. The music. I gotta go. Bye bye.
3: All right. See ya. And see that right there. That that that's gotta be good, right? That makes me football horn me. That right there. To have Mike McCarthy, and this is what I was saying to people last year when it was all like, well, Mark, or, you know, Freaky Mike, he's struggling with play calling. He's struggling with uh, time management. When you're so used to being in the mix, and there's something to be said that I lose focus when I'm not a part of what's going on. When I just have to stand around, my mind drifts, and I kind of got a little little ADD type of thing happening going on. But when I'm locked in, when I'm when I'm on sync with that quarterback, and I'm I'm looking at down the distance, time on the clock, because as a play caller. This is, how you, this is how you begin to put your plays together. Okay, where are we at on the field? What hash mark are we in? What down is it? What, what is what is my defense doing? What is my offense doing? Who's hurt? Who's cooking? What's the matchup looks like? What quarter is it? Is the sun in our eyes? Are we at home and Jerry won't put, put blinds on the thing? Is the sun in our, All these things now are going to your head and it keeps you so locked in and engaged. And what you see right now with Nate just so this is Mike McCarthy walking with Dak, talking with Dak, that's the relationship that you want to build with play caller and quarterback because I want him to think like I think and I wanna think like he thinks so that our play calling Our play preparation, our in-game stuff is so in sync, Mm -hmm. so on point that I don't – like before I get the play call to the helmet, he's saying, I already got it. I already got it. And C.D. Lamb was on the Flagstip Station 105 through the fan. uh, and, And he was even talking about the biggest thing this year is the communication of Dak being in full control of this offense, of him being at the line of scrimmage, calling the plays from the line of scrimmage, calling the things of how he sees it. And he's really in an aggressive mode, taking shots deep now. So that kind of thing now, and seeing that with Mike McCarthy, with those two guys being together, that, that is that gelling process that you want to see that they'll build each other's trust and relationship will grow throughout training camp so that when the season gets here, Mike is Dak, Dak is Mike, and they're on the same page with their they're yeah, doing offensively. It's, pro-
1: it's probably as simple as little things like, what did you see there? What did you like there? What's what's going through your head? Now Mike understands, like, okay, Dak doesn't like this play because X, Y, and Z. Let's throw that one out and get another one in that takes advantage of – what
3: but then there's action. that trust, right? We've, mm-hmm. we've watched games and, and, and we've seen Kyle go to the sideline and he goes, you want to go for it? And that trust is there mm-hmm. and it's like, you know what I know, I know what you know, let's go. And yeah. I'm not hesitant anymore. I'm, I, I believe in this guy so much that I, I'm allowing him to do things and call things the way that he see fits mm-hmm. because we have a chemistry and we have a relationship that's, that's so strong and so rock solid that it isn't, there isn't any confusion. There is a complete understanding that we're on the same page of what we want to do as play caller and as playmaker on the football field. So to see that, and, and like Nate said, everywhere everywhere that goes, Mike goes. And, and and you want to see that with your play caller it's, and quarterback. It's like
1: life. Like the more time you spend with somebody, the more bread you break with them. The, I mean, hell, you heard Josh Allen and, and uh, Stefan Diggs got to know each other during COVID from playing Call of Duty. Right. Anytime you spend more time with somebody, whether it's – coach and quarterback, it's just like life that you bond with that person and you start yeah picking up on little
3: nuances. So I Like think. Earl Thomas and his brother, they were like bonding together when they were never mind. We won't we won't go there about what they were doing. <laughs> bonding together. Fellas fellas
2: uh I'm gonna tell you something, man. It's just good to good to see this out here. It's just good to see that guys are, are trying to bang a little bit. Uh, the tempo has picked up uh, tremendously. You know, uh, we was allowed to uh, watch some film last night with a few of the guys, and and now it's like uh, you just seeing guys the tempo, and, and that helps, man. Guys are trying to keep their pad levels down, and so. I'm going to break up out of here, fellas. I uh, appreciate that y'all allowed, allowed, allowed me this time just to show the fans on the field because now they're going to get into a deeper practice and I need to get out there and try to take some notes and study some players. Y'all I, have a great day. I, hang on, hang on Nate.
1: Hang on. Right. Homework for you. Okay. I want you to keep an eye on, on Mizey Smith. That's that's my, mm. that's who I want you to watch for me and let us know Wednesday. who do you, Who's the guy you want to watch, know about?
2: Yeah. Yes. And Dan I, Quinn, I talked to Dan Quinn about about Mozzie. And uh, I say, coach, what are your, what are your goals for him? He say, Nate, one technique that's over the center. Uh, controlling the A-gap all the way to the two technique that's over the guard. He said, I want him to be in the right place. He got great hip control. We're not worrying about a pass rush. He has been brought in here. We've we've spent an asset of a first-round pick that he becomes a a run stopper. So when he comes on the field, we want him to come with a reputation and a one-set mind of being the best technician he can and gaining ground at a one or two technique. He told me that right out of his mouth. Uh, Coach Quinn, he said, you know, the, the pass rush should come next year, but right now, what I need is a guy that can stop the run. So if we can, so we can get these other Cadillacs out on the field and them Porsches out on the field to rush the passer
3: good stuff. That's good stuff right there. Who do who you, yeah. you want to watch? Oh, I, I want to see the offensive line. I want to see what Terrence Stills is going to do with Just the pads the whole, on the whole line. Yeah, I want, I want to see what's going to be up front. I want to see how is Tyler Smith looking at guard, Tyron Smith, how he's looking. Does He look like yeah. he got some stuff still left in him. I want to see the offensive line going to do with these, when these pads come on today. All right, Nate. Homework assignment is the, the big All uglies right.
1: in the middle. Let us know trenches, Wednesday.
3: Your specialty. Right. All right, brother.
1: Have All a right, good one. Okay. We'll, we'll talk to you All Wednesday.
0: Right. Hey, thanks
1: having bye Yeah, bye. man, absolutely. And we will be right back on the last segment. Don't tune out. It's just going to be me and Jesse. <laughs> I know your, your instincts are going to want you to tune out, but you don't want to miss this because this doesn't happen very often when we come back on Hanging with the Boys.
6: With the boys. Back to Hanging with
1: the Boys. Welcome back to the final segment of Hanging with the Boys, where we are brought to you by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. And this last segment brought to you by Jigsaw, the proud dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You on any dating apps, Jesse?
3: No, no? that's weird. Have you ever done a date? Never. Never? That's weird. No. How do you meet ladies or guys? So there's a there's a simple rule to certain things. And I wish more guys would take stuff like this consideration. Okay. If you really want to meet women, it's some, it's some really easy, hard and fast places that you should go that women will, you will always run into women. All right. I'm you ha- ready? I'm taking notes. Here we go. Y'all laugh at grocery me. Grocery store? Church. No. Church. There's some good, good, clean girls down there. Church. No. <laughs> good, clean. Good, good, clean. <laughs> the nail salon.
1: But how do you, okay, all right, keep going. Nail salon. Okay. The... Beauty
3: Supply. Beauty I never thought of that one. Beauty Supply. Okay. The shoe stores. DSW. Steve Matten. Places like that. But do you approach women in these types of places? I'm just kidding. Is it not what hard? You, what you do inside there is what you do shoe inside stores. there. Okay. And then this is, a, this, is, this is the most slept on one of all. Grocery store? No, nah, grocery store, that's fine. But sometimes yes, it's here to miss, yeah. right? Um, the gym? Definitely not the gym. Okay. Sephora's. Oh yeah. Because there's the cologne section in the back of Sephora's. Uh-huh. So you're seeing them in there, they're seeing you in there. There's a mutual interest and in taste and smells. So there's a a couple spots like that that you can you can and that. What I love about those spots is you don't see the superficial side of them. You don't see the representation. Because if they're going to the Nelson line, they're probably going to get dolled up. right? They're going to the hair store, they're going to get dolled up. So you get a chance to see who they are in their essence, and that way you're not swayed or tricked by the beauty of makeup and hair extensions and weaves and all the other kind of nonsense. You get to see them exactly who they are, Mm -hmm. and that way you can know, like, oh, I, I really think she's cute like this. Yeah. So imagine when she gets dolled up and dressed up.
1: Okay. How do you approach a woman in those public places? You just walk up and say hi.
3: That I don't have the answer for you. Okay. I don't have the answer for you.
1: That's for another show.
3: Trailer parks, you know, all you do is come through with that bucket of chicken. <laughs> Bojangles got the big the big bow box. If you come through in the trailer park with the big bow box, you ain't gotta say a word. Just roll the windows down. Chicken! You say chicken? Just pull
1: up on the corner and drop man, the tailgate. Man. And throw the picnic blanket out and
3: picnic blanket. They They want it right out of the box. They don't even want to sit down. They want to stand up and eat the chicken. They don't even want to stand up. They don't even want to sit down and eat the chicken.
1: Well, that has been uh, Places to Meet the Opposite Sex by Jesse Holly. brought to you by Jigsaw, proud dating partner (laughs) of the Dallas Cowboys. So two questions I have for you if we have time before we get out of here. Um, Micah's been talking a lot these last week or so what well, is
3: Micah not talking? It's a
1: good point. It's a good <laughs> point. But he's been extra vocal yeah. about taking people to the deep water and doing all this and like, which is great if you can back it up, mm-hmm. right? Which he did last year. Mm-hmm. Do you and, and you're you're a very confident man. You're mm-hmm. very confident in your abilities. You know you you are not afraid to talk about your weaknesses either. Right. And, you know. Do you do you like do you do you like your team leaders to be vocal in public, or do you prefer them to be kind of like your quiet Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, or do you like them out there just putting it out there and like you did, then the team having to lip, back that up?
3: Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, figured, I like to talk. I, figured I do. I do. <laughs> because, well, I mean, one – I appreciate Micah because he backs it up. Yeah. Now you can't be the guy who's talking, and you're always hurt. You're not playing. You're getting tossed around in the club. You know you can't be that guy. And there's been those guys. There's, there's been, been those guys. Before. Historically here, there, yeah. there's been those guys. But Micah is the alpha dog out front, mm-hmm. saying like, no, follow me. Like I'm, I'm running into the building first. That's on fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm gonna do what I gotta do to make sure that we good. And it's like you want that. You want that level of confidence, that level of arrogance that, that we are good enough. And so for me with Micah, it's 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 do it. It's talk about it, it's talk it, it's walk it, it's it's all of those things that I love. I, I just don't love it when it comes from a person who's not producing it. Mm-hmm. And he is. And as long as you're able, the old saying goes, You don't want me to talk, shut me up. Right. If you don't want me to be this person, then don't let me get 10 and a half sacks. Don't let me get 11, 12 sacks. Don't let me get 15 sacks. Because if not, I'm going to keep talking. Don't let me be this massive disruptor game in and game out. If, and as long as Michael continues along that trend, say whatever the hell he wants. And I think the rest of the guys feed off of that, and they're this level of, we got to back him up. And that makes you kind of go into your preparation differently, because you know that people are now listening to you talk, and, and they want to shut you up. And if you can back it up, you know, someone just said uh, I saw a, a comment kind of going back to the Errol Spence, Bud Crawford fight. And in that fight, after Bud is beating up on Errol Spence, he looks to the crowd and he's telling one of the Charlo brothers, you next. You know how insanely good that you have to be to be in a fight, a championship fight with another excellent fighter who you've dismantled. While they're doing the eight count on him, you look at another championship fighter and tell him, you're next? That's a level of confidence that I want to get behind. I want to get behind a dude who is clearly whooping some ASS and tell another dude, don't worry, you're next. That fight was so hard to watch. Yeah, I felt
1: so bad yeah. for Errol because he, he's, he's a local guy. Yeah. He's a big Cowboy supporter. and, and Man, he, he, he just he got touched up. Man, I've never man. I don't know. He he was the, he was either just having a really off night, or Crawford is just that much better than him. I think
3: it was a combination, a little bit of both. I think, it was, I think it was that 15 month layoff, that rehydration, uh, and then Crawford just being better. Yeah. yeah. Oof. That was tough to watch.
1: Anyway, all right. My last question before we get out of here: Schoonmaker missing. <laughs> Who knows how long. Because that, that foot condition he's got, that ain't no joke. That's plagued a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Second-round pick, right? hmm How big is that for this tight end room? I mean, were they planning on – do you think they were planning on him starting or having a significant – obviously a significant You don't drop the guy in the second round. Right. You
3: don't have, plan to have a significant right. role. And starting being that particular one. Um, and I, I think one of the things with his size – was also being a contributor in the blocking game because mm-hmm. he was one of the, he's one of those tight ends in the draft. You talked about he had a significant um, ability to block. It wasn't like it was Kincaid who were like, mm, if you're looking for a blocker, Kincaid's not your dude. If you're looking for a pass reception, uh, you know, a pass catcher, he's your guy. So I think they had plans on. Listening to what Mike McCarthy said all offseason was, we're going to run the football. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're going to run the football, then I need a guy that's going to be in there as that extension of the offensive line in the tight end position, being able to block to run the football, but as well as being a pass threat. Because you didn't get that from the other guys. Ferguson and and the other tight ends, they're they're not those guys. Mm -hmm. They're not the blocking type of tight ends. So if you want to keep that you want, if you want to keep the ability to have that in-man on the line of scrimmage being a blocker and a pass catcher, I think Schoolmaker was going to fit that mold for them. And I mean, play a significant role for what they want to do offensively. But another blown second-round pick, it seems like, for the Cowboys. What another injury-plagued second-round second pick. Second-round pick. I don't know what it is, man. It's like, if if he's injured and this is, and this in is the a second one, round, don't pick him. And this is
1: one that I don't, I wouldn't have looked at like you're taking a chance and
3: hope – like. Drafting him, you're like, oh, he's he'll be good. He's but he was good. injured in college. I don't know. It's the same. It's it's been the same story. Bruce Carter, Sean, uh, Sean Lee. I mean, it's been the same story about these guys that they were often injured uh, in college. And you go, well, you know what? Second round, seems like a great place to pick the often injured guy. And what does he do? He gets here and he gets injured. Jalen second round. Jalen was second round. Yeah.
1: Just roll the dice, it's man. Just. I don't know. But uh, how how do you feel about? I feel pretty decent about the tight end position without him. I feel good with him in there, but I think Hendershot was okay. I think Ferguson has huge upside. Right. Like, I, I love his attitude and his work ethic. I think you're okay. Like Obviously, you lost Dalton Schultz. That's a big, it's a big blow, but I think you could have a productive tight end group.
3: Yeah, I, what know? makes me more comfortable with the current tight end group with or without Schoonmaker is – The addition of what they did offensively at the wide receiver position, Mm. because you have to find productivity somewhere. Mm -hmm. Right. And so last year, a lot of the time we were saying, okay, C.D. Lamb. And then we're trying to find who's the next guy to be productive. Right. It was Noah. It was uh, it was Noah Brown and it was a halfway decent Michael Gallup. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, you're you're just trying. It was a T.Y. Hilton was a late addition. So you were trying to fill that void of where is the offensive passing production coming from? Mm-hmm. I think now when you have C.D. Lamb ready to extend to that top 10 receiver and then you add Brandon Cooks, uh, you add uh, Michael Gallup being finally kind of healthy off that ACL and some other pieces in there, That gives me a little bit more comfort of saying we're not looking for these guys in the tight end room to have that big production because we have it at the offensive side with the receivers. And now they can kind of just piece themselves in there, you know, make plays here and there, three or four or five catches a game, where before we were like, we need production. We need it from one of these other guys because the other guys on the outside ain't getting it done outside of 88. So having that that built up there gives me less of a worry having it come from the tight ends. Which is crazy because if –
1: Two was it two years ago, three years ago, two years ago, when you had Amari in the room, it was like we don't have enough balls to go around. You got all these skill guys, and now it's kind of it's flipped a little bit, and it's like okay, now now you you're back to a it seemed like a more balanced traditional. traditional offense.
3: Yeah, I mean, because at that time you had Amari Cooper, you had a a young C.D. Lamb emerging. Michael Gallup was a kind of versatile. Zeke, a, verse, a versatile Zeke. Mm-hmm. I Tony mean, Pollard. Tony Nicky Pollard was out. yeah. So you yeah. had you had a lot of pieces. You said like, how do I get all these guys involved? Mm-hmm. Then you had Schultz and those other guys. So it was yeah. It was like now it's more so like, all right, yeah, we're back to some traditional stuff, and we'll just go, we'll play off that.
1: Okay, two more questions before we leave. Got to get out of here quick.
3: Dak said that he's going to have fewer interceptions. This I wish year he stopped saying last year. Don't don't say that. What do you think? Yes I don't no? know. I don't know. But don't say it. Just play football. Right, because you can have a lot of interceptions and still be productive. So I, I don't want his mindset to be I can't throw interceptions. Mm-hmm. Right? I want you to go and play football, and I don't want that if you throw an interception that you're thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want that to be a don't part speak of the it into existence. Right? Just go play go football. Play. You can have 15 interceptions and 40 touchdowns, and life be okay. Right, if, if you're winning, it's going to be okay. But if you're throwing interceptions and you're losing football games, that's when it become a problem. You don't have to speak on that anymore. I wish he stops speaking on the interceptions. Him personally, don't say you're not going to throw no more. I'm playing football. Whatever happens, happens. I'm going out there. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to find my guys. We're going to be on the same page. Guess what? Ish happens week in and week out. As long as we win at the end of the day, that's all that matters. When you, when you start saying this, Every interception will be magnified. It will be talked about. And they're going to bring that quote up. They're going to bring that quote up. It's yeah, going like, to yep. be on a Sunday night football, Monday night football. It's going to be – now you're going to have to hear about it every single week. That creates another distraction that you do not need. Just play football. If you throw an interception, so be it. So be it. But if you throw three touchdowns, we won't care about the interception. You do what you have to do, win the football game, and everything else will take yeah. care of us. And you can't – you can't – you can't, you can't speak for your receivers. You're going to throw interceptions. A lot of his balls that were intercepted last year were – You're going to throw interceptions. Yeah, yeah. And you can't tell me you're going to be an aggressive quarterback. Like C.D. said, he's going to be aggressive. Not he's going to throw the ball deep. Yeah. You're going to throw interceptions. Yeah. That's just what it's going to be. You just can't throw them in critical situations mm-hmm. when you really need the ball to stay in your possession, and you got to win the football game.
1: Yep.
3: All right, last question.
1: True or false? It's false. This statement, Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott will both be on teams by the end of – training camp true both of
3: them yeah okay yeah 100 percent okay they could be on teams they wanted to today i think right now they both are just sitting back saying all right what's the best situation for me who can mm-hmm. i milk the most out of now that pads are starting to come on you're going to start seeing injuries happen to guys uh maybe after a preseason game or two and to be honest with you like not, i'm not saying i'm not saying that zeke told me this or dalvin told me this but I've been a veteran before. I don't really want to go to camp. I don't really want to go to camp, guys. <laughs> like, I don't really want to go to camp. I want to stay at home. I want to train. Dalvin. Cook I'll is be lo- in shape. I'll be good. Dalvin Just, Cook is loving yeah. that people are like, uh, uh, and that's the thing, big thing that people miss when it comes to the athletes. Mm-hmm. When they have this chance to kind of be fawned over a little bit and, and wanted, that yeah. feels good. Hey, get on the plane and come to us, and the fans are cheering for them, So it's Miami, it's 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 the Jets, it's New England. Tell they like, like me a little. They yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Buy my dinner. Me tell me I'm pretty. May, yeah. Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> May, because the other teams told me that they didn't want me anymore, and that right. kind of hurt my ego a little right. bit. Right. Tell me I'm still good. Tell me you love. Tell me you love me. Tell me you really care about me. So, yeah, they'll both be on football teams, but a lot of those guys don't want to be. That's like, a good point. When, when you look at the list of like, man, there's so many free agents that we're out there. Some of them guys are like, cool. I'm good. Call me around like August 28th, yeah. August 30th. I'll be ready. Yeah. But I, you, if you've done eight, nine, ten years in this league, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years in this league, you know what training camp is. Yeah. You're like, I'm on the game. I'll train. I'm back on the game. I'll, I'll train. I'm back on the game. I'm not doing all that curfew. Being in for the meetings and all types of hours. Nah. Can I be on that roster day one? Because if I'm on that roster in day one and I'm a vet, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a vet a vested veteran. Get my check. My money's guaranteed for the year. <laughs> I just gotta be on the roster week one. And my money's getting whatever that dollar amount is, it's guaranteed for a year for a vested veteran. So those both of those guys will be on football teams. I don't think they're in the roster to be on there, right? Early in training camp. That's a great point. Maybe, maybe second, when you see that second preseason game happen and now it's starting to kind of get into this roster breaking down. Yeah. Then you'll start seeing those guys jump on football teams.
1: All right. Well, that's it for us on this Monday. We will be back Wednesday. Nate, thank you for calling in from training camp. Jesse, thanks for doing the show with me and yep. hanging out. Kurt, Absolutely. we'll see you on Wednesday. Maybe. Uh, thanks, Brother Will, for getting all the live streams up. Uh, thanks, Terrence, for
3: running the show while you know, everybody's t- out. Get you know, stuff on Twitter, uh, Will. It's not up on Twitter. Like, like Is they it know not? The last show, was. I didn't see it. Come on, Will. We'll have to Come reach on, will. out. Come man. on, Will. We'll have to reach out. We'll start that. So, thanks for joining us. It's been fun. Uh, Hang with
1: the Boys, presented by Wing Stop, where flavor gets its wings every single day. We will be back on Wednesday, live from the studio. Later.
2: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
6: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!